Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some must draft fantasy football wide receivers. So these are guys that I think are undervalued at their current ADP. And these are guys that I've been going out and targeting in some of my recent drafts. So I'm going to go through five different guys that I think you guys should be going after. And so this is going to range from players going in the first few rounds to maybe a late round option. So I'm going to have all different areas of the draft thrown into this video. If you guys are enjoying the content, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'll respond to everyone who comments, but let's get right into the must own players. Starting it off, the first guy I'm going to talk about here is Keenan Allen from the Los Angeles Chargers. In my rankings, he is my number six wide receiver overall. So he is behind Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. But right now he is being drafted as the wide receiver 10 and his ADP has basically been pretty consistently locked into the early third round. And I just think this is way too late for him. I am all in on this Chargers offense. I think Keenan Allen is going to be the alpha wide receiver. He's going to get a ton of volume. And this is an offense with Justin Herbert at quarterback, who I think is already probably a top 10 guy at the position, an insane rookie season. This offensive line has been upgraded this offseason, so that should only help the passing game. And then when you just look at the sample size of how Keenan Allen produced when him and Justin Herbert were on the field together, it was so solid. So taking that 12-game sample size, excluding week one, because that's when Tyrod Taylor started, then I'm also going to exclude week 15, just because he dealt with that hamstring injury, was barely getting in the game and you know it was just an overall poor performance not representative of a normal game from him so in that 12 game sample size he averaged 15.6 half point ppr points per game and that would have been the rb5 in points per game on the season and so i'm expecting him to produce similarly to those numbers he put up in 2020 and that's why i'm targeting him all day in the third round you know if i can go running back running back and get keenan allen as my wide receiver one in the third round that is something that i'm going to be buying into in almost every single draft. If you watch any of my mock drafts, he is probably one of my most targeted players. So I'm gonna be all in on him this year. Next up, I'm gonna talk about Deontay Johnson. He is going off the board as the wide receiver 24. And that is a late fourth or early fifth round pick, basically right at that turn. But I think he is going to be the target hog in this offense once again. Last season, he was targeted 144 times in 15 games. That was number six in the NFL in targets. And what was really impressive about that is that those numbers would have been even better if he didn't leave two games very early on with injuries. So basically two different times he left the game in the first quarter. And then there was another incident where he was benched in the second half of a game for drops. I'm just going to have to trust that he has fixed that drop issue. You know, someone so talented as him, he's got to figure that out. But I mean, those numbers could have been even crazier, you know, if he didn't have all those fluke things happen to him. And this year, he's definitely going to be a part of a stacked wide receiver room once again, but I still believe that he is going to be the number one option on this roster. He outproduced Julio, you know, who is the most comparable in terms of their roles in that offense, even though he's had less NFL experience than him. So I think, you know, if anything, he's going to continue to separate from him as the alpha in this offense. Then you also have Chase Claypool, but I do think they play basically completely different roles. So I don't really think they're going to be taking away from each other. Last season, the Steelers were number one in pass plays per game, 
and that may regress, you know, at least a little bit this year, just because you do have Najee Harris coming in. I'm guessing there's going to be more of an emphasis on the run game, but I still think they're going to be, you know, in the top half of NFL teams, maybe even top 10 in pass plays per game. And I've kind of seen the argument that Najee Harris coming in, you know, really hurts all these Steelers pass catchers. And I can't really say that I agree. I think Najee is going to come in and raise the overall ceiling of this offense, which likely means more scoring opportunities for Deontay Johnson. Also, the offense is just going to be less one-dimensional than it was last season. They were very predictable down the stretch. They could just not establish a run game and defenses were just able to key in on those wide receivers. So right now, I think he's being drafted much closer to his floor than his ceiling. And I understand that some people are afraid of Big Ben's regression, but if we're being honest, he wasn't very good last year and Deontay Johnson still managed to produce. You know, I think if you're concerned about Big Ben, then you should probably be fading Claypool because he's more of the deep target. Deontay Johnson is the underneath guy. You know, he doesn't need Big Ben to have all this arm strength for him to perform. And then we saw Big Ben go out in a second preseason game and ball out. And so I'm going to be all over this wide receiver 24 price tag for Deontay Johnson. The third must draft receiver I have is Kenny Galladay. Right now his ADP is at the wide receiver 31, a mid sixth round pick. And his ADP has just fallen off way too far. In my opinion, I was actually buying him at his ADP a few weeks ago. And that was before the news of this injury came out, which really tanked his ADP even more. And right now, it looks like he is on track to play in week one. So I'm not super concerned about that injury. Obviously, he is not going to be a safe pick. He's going into a new offense, but I do think he still has a lot of upside this season. And I'm normally not someone who likes drafting these riskier players in the first few rounds. But the good thing about Kenny Galladay is that you're drafting him as a wide receiver three. And so, you know, in the sixth round, I think it's totally worth it when you look at what Kenny Galladay could be, you know, if everything comes together in this offense, you're just not going to be finding a wide receiver one on a team who's as talented as Kenny Galladay is this late in the draft. I think the hope here for Kenny Galladay is that he's able to bring his ability as a deep ball and touchdown threat into this New York Giants offense. There's definitely some concerns with having Daniel Jones at quarterback. Definitely not an ideal matchup, especially when you're going from Matthew Stafford to Daniel Jones, but he really wasn't horrible in the deep passing game last season. He didn't have a lot of deep passing volume. He ranked 23rd in the NFL in deep passes, but when he was throwing the ball deep, he was fairly efficient. He was the number seventh ranked quarterback in deep pass completion percentage. And now he's finally going to have an alpha wide receiver one, who's hopefully going to be able to elevate his play. Like I mentioned earlier, there's not a ton of stability with this pick, but I'm just going to be betting on Galladay's talent and ceiling. And I feel comfortable taking that risk here because he is going as a wide receiver three. Up next, I have Brandon Cooks. I think he just continues to be undervalued as an NFL wide receiver and as a fantasy football wide receiver. He is going as the 43rd wide receiver off the board, despite tallying 1,000 plus receiving yards in five of the last six seasons. And I think that not only speaks to his overall production on the field, but also just his ability to stay healthy. I feel like he kind of has this reputation of being a very injury prone player, and there's no denying that he has had very serious concerns 
with concussions in the past. But I mean, despite that, he has still only missed three games since 2015 in the regular season. So that's obviously pretty dependable when you're talking about him being on the field. The most obvious issue with Brandon Cooks is definitely just the fact that this Texans offense is going to be horrible. This team is just a dumpster fire. But I mean, when you're looking at guys who are going this late in the draft, you know, no one's going to have a totally flawless profile. And even though this is going to be a bad team, he is still going to be the number one target and the number one option on this roster. And so I think he's going to be able to go out and put up some solid fantasy football performances. And what makes me feel good about Brandon Cooks is he's a guy that can operate as a volume receiver, but he also definitely has that big playability. So I think he kind of combines that safety with also having the ability to put up some of those boom weeks. And so he's a guy I'm definitely targeting, especially, you know, as a mid-tier wide receiver four, I'd feel super confident with him at that slot. All right, so this is the fifth and final must draft wide receiver that I have. And this is going to be a late round guy. It is Marquez Callaway from the New Orleans Saints, obviously the main late round target for this list. And he is currently being drafted as the wide receiver 60. So this is basically going to be like a last round pick or a waiver wire pickup in 12 team leagues, you know, 10 team leagues. He's probably definitely going to be on the waiver wire, maybe in your deeper 14, 16 team leagues. He's probably going to be rostered, but it's still going to be very late. And with Michael Thomas still dealing with this ankle injury, we really don't know when he's going to be back. Callaway seems like he's going to be the favorite to take over as the wide receiver one in this offense, especially when you have Traquan Smith also dealing with an injury. You know, he's been missing some reps and Callaway has really taken advantage. We've heard a ton of great reports out of training camp about him. Apparently he is becoming the top target for Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Hill. And this late in the draft, I just think it's totally worth taking a shot on a player who can be a potential wide receiver one, especially a wide receiver one on a very solid offense. And what makes this pick even better is that, you know, it's not a guarantee that Michael Thomas is going to come back this season. You know, obviously he's probably going to be healed from his injury, but Michael Thomas and the Saints definitely have some issues with their relationship. I don't think it's a certainty that Michael Thomas, once he's healthy, is going to jump right back into the lineup. So I think Marquez Callaway is kind of a sneaky pick here who has a decent amount of upside. And he's another kind of one of these late round wide receiver targets that I'm going to have my eyes on in drafts, kind of joining this group with Rashad Bateman, you know, John Brown, Cole Beasley, all the guys I've talked about in other videos, Amon Ross St. Brown thrown in there. You know, all of those players, he's kind of joining that group. So those are the five must-draft receivers that I'm going to talk about in today's video. If you guys enjoyed the content, please think about leaving a like and subscribing to the channel. I'd really appreciate it. And then also comment down below. Do you agree that these players should be must-draft guys at their current price? Do you have some other wide receivers that you really like the value on in drafts this year? Let me know down below and I'll respond to everyone who comments. Make sure you guys stay tuned tomorrow. I'll be talking about do not draft wide receivers. I'll be doing this at every position. So I've already done it for running backs and then I'll do it for quarterbacks and tight ends. I'm also putting out a mock draft every single day, hopefully, you know, until the NFL season starts. So check out those as well. But that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for stopping in and I'll see you guys tomorrow.